Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. Me telling you to wake up. Yes, that's... Now you may go ahead. Now I may go ahead. That's good, because Joey's introduced me. Thank you very much, Joey, for doing so. This is D.C. Lundberg, your perpetually tired host. He knows why now. He had a sleep study, and apparently for some... I had very severe sleep apnea, as it turns out, which I which I kind of had a feeling was the case. Apparently, normal is uh, five or fewer episodes of breathing stopping per hour. Yeah, I was at almost fifty-seven, so I'm getting one of those CPAP machines here later this week, and I feel lucky to be alive after hearing those results. Quite honestly, so hopefully, more energy to this program and more programs. Period, because I just haven't had the energy do them unfortunately but this is locked on mariners part of the locked on podcast network or t-l-o-p-n or what do we call it Jason? Loppin, you got it yes sir please ask your smart device to uh play locked on mariners podcast or any of the other programs here on Tloppin. and also remember to download rate and subscribe to this program on apple podcast google podcast spotify stitcher radio or whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use Follow this program on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners and follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg, L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G, if you are indeed scoring at home. One other thing, ladies and gentlemen, that's kind of um, not motivated me to uh, do these game recaps was uh, Monday's game, and you kind of (laughs) know what happened there. Uh, Also, last night's game... 5-3 Five to three it was the Angels' win. Joe Adele did make his major league debut for the Angels, his much anticipated major league debut for the Angels. He was not the story of the ball game, however. But let's uh, let's get rid of Monday's game first. That was, of course, was the eleven to one drubbing at the hand of the Oakland A's. But there is something I'm forgetting to do. There's a voice you've been hearing throughout the show already who has more energy tonight than I have had all week, and that is the host of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. It is for uh, playoff hockey time, ladies and gentlemen. This uh, man yeah. is Jason Hernandez. Jason, welcome to the show. I've been watching 14 hours of hockey per day for the past four games and have averaged about one and a half, can I say this, um, non, I'll call them adult beverages per day. <laughs> it has been that fun to watch. And if you guys are fans of hockey in Seattle, you have a team coming in a year. You should probably pay attention. Absolutely. I mean, I um, I haven't ha- I haven't had the time or the energy to to be paying a whole lot of attention. But again, hopefully that's changing soon with uh, the CPAP machine because I've been getting really no sleep, Jason, almost zilch sleep, literally. Hey, I wake up early to watch these games. I stay up late to watch these games. So I'm I don't know how I still have energy. I don't know how. And I'm going to do it again on Wednesday and maybe Friday, and we'll see how long this will last. <laughs> Yeah, well, just keep uh, enjoying those adult beverages. I, I don't, I don't, in, I don't uh, partake in them myself, but uh, that just means more for y'all, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can tell that I'm uh, stalling talking about this crap game that the Mariners played on Monday, can't you? You don't have to talk about Monday's game. You could just say they got drubbed badly, 
you could talk about Tuesday's game. Well, I, I, I will. I'll talk about Monday's game a little bit because I have, I have some thoughts on it. It started out okay. Um, you know, we, we uh, Mariners got the scoring started in the third inning. Kyle Seager on an RBI double. He's having. He is a rejuvenated Kyle Seager, ladies and gentlemen. He is much more loose at the plate. He is much more mobile at the plate. He looks like he did a few years ago before he tried to before he bulked up and added all that muscle that he didn't need to add. All that did was make him tighter at the plate. It, it, it tightened his swing, and the offensive results were just terrible. He is seemingly back to his old self. He is healthy. The Gold Glove third base defense still has not returned, but he is you know he's more than adequate over there now instead of being a liability, which he was when he did bulk up. I want to talk about the fifth inning just a little bit because up until that point, just Justice Sheffield had been doing very well. He did look like top chef. But in that fifth inning, he reverted back to bottom chef, unfortunately. And honestly, it was not entirely his fault. Uh, the fifth inning led, it off, led off with a ground out. But then Chris Davis walked. Stephen Piscotty singled. And then Sean Murphy singled. And that, um, and that loaded the bases. Marcus Semien then struck out. But at that point, I kind of knew it was going to be one of, quote, those innings. And I said as much on Twitter. And uh, Jason Burke, the Locked On A's host, just replied with a picture of crossed fingers. You know that emoji. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh uh-huh. And I was right. Loriano singled to drive in two. Sheffield was done at that point. And I thought, you know, okay. But then they brought in Brian Shaw. And I knew that we were in big trouble. You know, it's weird. Senior Twitter, you are eerily good at some of these predictions as to when the big inning is going to come. Unfortunately, most of your predictions have been correct against the Mariners. Which I mean, it, you, you've said it on your podcast before. They are susceptible to the big inning mm-hmm. against them. Yeah, they are, and especially when you bring in somebody like Brian Shaw, who has not had any success all season. I was really pulling for Sheffield because you know, the last start was kind of the same way. He started out pretty well and then fell up and had the one inning where he fell apart. Kind of the same thing this time where he pitched very well for four innings and then the fifth inning, the fifth inning, the wheels just came off. But in any case, yeah. they bring in Brian Shaw in a two to one ball game and he promptly uh, coughs up a passed ball, which honestly probably should have been a wild pitch. Uh, Sean Murphy scored on the play three, one. And then here's how it goes. Mark Canis singles to drive in one. Matt Chapman singles to reload the bases. Matt Olson walks. Pardon me. Chapman did not load the bases. The walk to Matt Olson loaded the bases. Chad Pinder then hit a two-run single. Chris Davis, one-run single. Steven Piscotty, one-run double. And all of a sudden, it's eight to one Mariners. Why are we still talking about this game? I mean... Because we know I, they lost. Because I want to point out that they sent 14 men to the plate in that eighth inning. And Tuesday morning, I was really expecting to see a headline on the Mariners' website that said, uh, Shaw DFA'd. Nope, no such headline. <laughs> no such headline. But we did get this. There was a roster move prior to Tuesday's game. And Kendall Graveman was placed on the injured list with uh, neck spasms. And Zach Groats, who also has not been effective at all this season and gave up a couple runs later on in Monday's ballgame, was sent to the alternate training site. Called up from that alternate training site was Joey Gerber, one of the Mariners pitching prospects who was drafted in the eighth round a few years ago. He's a six foot four inch uh, right hander. 
And the other player who was called up was Taylor Gilbo, who is having his second taste of Major League action this season. Now we will talk about uh, Tuesday's game, and it started out, uh, you know, like most Angels games in Seattle start out with Mike Trout hitting a home run. Well, first, I want to point this out. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to Mike Tr- Trout on being a first-time father. Mm-hmm. I do love this name, Beckham Aaron Trout. You know what those initials spell out? Bat. Hmm. Ironically, because he would use his bat to drive in a home run right at the start. And this is what Mike Trout does. Whenever there's a big moment like this or where they haven't played after a while, mm-hmm. that's what he does against Seattle. Hmm. Yeah. He did this last year at the Big A. The first game back after the unfortunate passing of Tyler Skaggs, very first at-bat, what did he do? He had that home run. The first at-bat after he becomes a father, what does he do? Hits a home run. This is what Mike Trout does. Why is anyone surprised? And by the way, congrats, Mike. Absolutely, congratulations. This was his first game back after the birth of this child. I honestly thought he was going to take a little bit more time off. And considering how he absolutely destroys the Mariners at, when the Mariners are home, I wish he would have taken more time off, but that's beside the point. He says that the BAT initials were unintentional. And, <laughs> yeah, right. And people were um, people are, were joking that, oh, he named his kid after Gordon Beckham. And Gordon Beckham on Twitter uh, took to this, and here's what he said. I want to read this tweet because it's pretty funny. All right. Quote, this isn't surprising. Mike really looked up to me and wanted to model his game after me when I was traded to the Angels. I just pray the kid doesn't feel too much pressure living up to my career numbers, end quote. (laughs) (laughs) Gordon Beckham, good dude, former Mariner, played a couple seasons, uh, you know, making the Tacoma to Seattle shuffle there. Uh, Good dude, veteran infielder, and obviously has a hell of a sense of humor. No kidding. <laughs> but back to... <laughs> I had to point that out. Back to the game. Uh, Mike Trout uh, did hit a one-out solo home run in the first inning. Albert Pujols hit a two-run home run later in that same frame. And can I talk about Albert Pujols for a hot minute? After I mentioned that he this brings his home run total now to 659, yep. bringing him one behind Willie Mays. Go for it, yeah. sir. One behind Willie Mays. And only 37 behind Alex Rodriguez. So, I mean, it is still maybe possible for him to get to 700 if this season finishes. And if Pujols keeps hitting home runs once every few games, you never know. It's still possible. But what I want to talk about is RBIs. Mm -hmm. He's only a few RBIs away from Alex Rodriguez for third all time. He only has Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron to catch up to in that regard. And Hank Aaron and Babe Ruth would never pop for uh, performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah. So, really, Albert Pujols is already legitimately third. But mm-hmm. for the sake of the records, yeah, he, he'll be third place soon enough. Yeah, that was I was taking a swipe at Alex Rodriguez, not uh, Pujols there, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I want to make that perfectly and clear. And you didn't miss the tag. I didn't miss the... You took a swipe and you didn't miss the tag. Oh, okay. See, this is exactly how tired I am, ladies and gentlemen, and this is exactly why the CPAP machine is going to help this program immensely uh, because it's 11.53 p.m. on Tuesday night, and uh, I took a nap earlier in the evening, and I'm still really tired. In any case, back to the game. Mariners did get on the board in the sixth inning with an Austin Nola RBI triple. 
Kyle Seeger scored on the plate. Kyle Seeger's is having a, one of his old seasons. He's actually playing better than he used to when he was in, in his prime. But again, this is only a week and a half into the season. Top of the seven, the Angels extend their lead. A two-run home run from one of my favorite players right now, David Fletcher. Not, not much of a power hitter. I'm not, you know, I don't really care about power. He can he can sock one into the gap every now and then. I love his speed. I love his versatility. He can basically do just about everything on the ball field you ask him to do, Jason. This guy is an under-the-radar stud. Ledge is becoming a fan favorite here in Anaheim. Watch out for him later. But you know what the big Watch story Watch out was for him for, now. Watch out for yeah. him now. You know what was the big story for a lot of fans? Hmm. Joe Adele made his debut. Yes, he did. Angels fans went completely berserk. They went BS crazy because, oh my God, he finally made his debut. It's Joe Adele time. OMG. <laughs> oh, exclamation point, exclamation point. He got a hit on his first at bat. OMG. He's already a star. Yeah. I hear you, Angel fans. Calm down. It's one game. And it was an <laughs> infield hit. Dude can, you know, he he will be a great player for years to come. I know. Don't I, get me wrong. I know he will be a great player for years to come, but relax, all right? Yeah, one game. <laughs> relax. Uh, the Mariners. I, I did love the tweet scene. His slash line was a thousand, a thousand, a thousand after one at bat. OMG, chill, guys. <laughs> exactly. In the bottom of the seventh, Dylan Moore hit a solo home run. Dude's got some sock in his bat, too, and he's having a very good start to his season. In the bottom of the eighth uh, RBI single by Austin Nola, that brought the score to 5-3, to three, which was the final score. Uh, Justin Dunn started the game, looked pretty shaky in the first inning, then settled down. He wound up pitching, I believe, uh, four innings, three runs. All of that came in the first inning. Four walks, most of that came in the first inning. Two home runs, all that came in the first inning. And four strikeouts. Eric Swanson gave up the two-run home run to Fletcher, pitched one inning. Carl Edwards Jr., the famous star, Joey Gerber, made his Major League debut, pitched an inning. The inning by Eric Swanson, I mentioned, Matt McGill and Tyler Gilbo, all one inning apiece. And that is, and now we're caught up on the Mariners' action. Uh, in a little bit of a slide, the bats have, uh, they're not stringing together some of the hits that they were uh, it, at the start of the, uh, you know, in Anaheim, I guess. Tonight's game will be Julio Tehran against Marco Gonzalez. Hopefully a good outing. Hopefully Marco Gonzalez can repeat what he did in his second start and not necessarily his first start. 640 just, start time on that, ladies and gentlemen. Go just ahead, a Jason. Few second, a few seconds on this. This will be Julio Tehran's major, or season debut, his debut with the Angels, because if you recall, he did test positive for COVID mm-hmm. last month, and he had to miss some time. So this will be very interesting to see. It's more so, how is Julio Tehran going to do on his Angels debut? More than anything else. Yeah, we and don't I, know. I hate to quote-unquote take advantage of players just coming off the injured list or the COVID list or what have you, but the Mariners have got to get some hits together. And he, and if he's a little rusty, he may be a prime candidate uh, against which to do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're going to take uh, the Mariners trivia question at this time, and the Mariners trivia question is this. Just exactly how many home runs does Mike Trout have against the Mariners? <laughs> answer this following. Is so good. Yes, and we'll get to that answer following this from Postmates, ladies and gentlemen. If you are the type who starts thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch, you'll love Postmates. You'll love them even more right now because you can get food delivered without leaving your house or even opening the door. How did my voice do that? Given what's going on in the world, they have created non-contact deliveries. 
So when you order from your uh, local restaurants at this point, everything gets left right outside your door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which you can use to order takeout from your favorite local restaurants. Uh, Listen up, guys. You need to be supporting your local hotspots right now. Glacier Lanes in Everett, they're closed. After 63, 64 years, they had to close because of this pandemic. I know they're in Everett and I'm in Spokane, but when I was living in the Seattle area, I loved Glacier Lanes, and I'm sad to see them go. Support your local businesses before they go belly up. Postmates just doesn't deliver burgers and chicken and sushi. They can make your life easier by picking up everything you need from the convenience store, drugstore, or grocery store of your choice and dropping it off right outside your door. All you need to do, gang, is download Postmates for iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get everything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving everybody who can hear the voice I'm using right now $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code Locked On. That is code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On for $100 a free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it, gang. Answer to the Mariners trivia question. Uh, Mike Trout always seems to just destroy the Mariners, especially when the Mariners are at home. How many home runs does he have against the Seattle Mariners? Prepared as I am, I'm looking that up right now. And well, I, I, I know how many he has at team, or sorry, Safeco Field. I don't know how many... Tell me how many he has at Barbie's Dream Park, and I'll get you the other numbers. (laughs) Uh, So that was his 25th home run at Safeco Field. And how many at-bats? Which puts him 18th all-time. That includes Mariners. Uh, Yeah, that's not surprising to me at all. He he has the uh, current record for the most home runs by an opponent at that ballpark. So the total amount has to be somewhere like... 30-something, 40-something maybe. 41. Okay. That that sounds about right. Which is his most home runs against any opponent. And Second is actually kind of close. He's at 36 home runs against the Texas Rangers (laughs) in in only four fewer plate appearances. Mike Trout's career numbers against the Seattle Mariners gang, uh, 157 games, 680 plate appearances, 562 at-bats, 41 home runs, 107 RBI, and a slash line of 324, 428, 639. Ah. That is an MVP season's worth of statistics. And I realized t- uh, last night's stats are not in there. So the real answer is 42. 42 home runs. <laughs> 25 at Safeco. That's amazing. Which And 42 minus 25, that means only 17 of those came in Los Angeles. He loves hitting in Seattle, when not a lot of people do. Oh, ouch. Ouch, indeed. I can't believe he's 18th on the all-time home runs list. And that is over a bunch of Mariners. I have no trouble believing that whatsoever. And we'll continue to talk about that while you listen to this. Trout gets home, three run home runs in the first two games of that uh, series, and the third game that started the left hander, so he gets second. And I was joking to my friend. Now so back no to Locked On Mariners and your host, DC Lundberg. Because <laughs> it was we'll literally impossible. Um, thank you very much, Joey Martin, for leading us back into the show. Back with Jason Hernandez. Recap the last couple of Mariners games. 
Hopefully this one turns around. Like I said, I hate taking advantage of players who are just coming off the disabled list. But, you know, maybe Julio Tehran will be a little rusty and maybe the Mares can get their bats going once again against this guy. We shall see. But one thing that I have not discussed on this show that I need to since it has been, it's, it's, it's big baseball news. And, uh, you know, like I said at the close of Monday's show, I'll, we'll try to keep this short because it's not real fun. It's kind of maddening. It's all the COVID nonsense, and I, you know, nonsense is an understatement, obviously. But the Marlins have been hard hit. The Cardinals are starting to get a little bit harder hit as well. And I have uh, Jason Hernandez on the show with me to uh, to discuss it, and I'm going to let him take the lead in this segment. So, uh, Jason Hernandez, the floor is yours. Uh, j- j- start talking. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we'll start with maybe July 18th, because that's when Canada said... No, no, Toronto, you cannot play here. They were forced to try to find a home, which ended up being Buffalo. They still haven't played there yet. And there was some positives one week before opening day. Can I, can I jump in here? Yeah. The reason they can't play in Buffalo is because it's not outfitted for Major League replay at this time. That seemed like the most obvious choice, but the camera, the television camera situation is not conducive to replay that's why they've been having to play all their home games in the opponent's parks not that it makes much difference because there are no fans there's no home field advantage but that's why they're not in buffalo yet sorry jason go for it yeah uh, and it's actually good that you pointed that out because you know people are saying well why can't they have these games in spring training facilities why can't they have them in florida that's why Replay is part of the rules, and it's part of the game nowadays. So you have to keep that into consideration. But can so I say going- this, though? I want to I say this. I mean, they're, they've instituted so many temporary rules, hopefully temporary rules this season, that why can't why, that they could have said, okay, we're going to play in three different bubbles here, and we're not going to have replay this season. Yeah. They could have done the that. the Florida bubble would have burst this weekend with... Well, it didn't, have to, be in, it didn't have to be in Florida. They could have put the Eastern teams in... In international league stadiums in the Northeast, Buffalo being one of them. That's very true. But Manfred being Manfred. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to say Manfred being Manfred. And speaking of Manfred being Manfred, so we're going to jump all the way to July 23rd because one of the first big names that tested positive was Juan Soto, and he tested positive mere hours before that opening day game against the Yankees. So that was already a sign of things to come. And then the Blue Jays, they were not allowed to play at Pittsburgh. So they started discussing with Baltimore. Then that didn't happen. So a lot of stuff was happening on opening day that was just awful. And then Mike Trout said that he will play, but plan to leave the Angels for the birth of his child, which just happened. Mm -hmm. So that's good, at least. And again, I'm surprised he didn't take more time off. So am I. But his wife said, no, go on and play. Yeah, The big announcement that day was that Major League Baseball announced an expanded postseason, which is just Manfred being Manfred. So we're going to jump to July 27th. This is only a few days into the season, only four days in, believe it or not. That's when the Marlins had their big COVID outbreak with 20 reported cases, and about a dozen of those were players. So as a direct result... The Marlins-Orioles were canceled. Yankees-Phillies, they were canceled. Mm -hmm. And Miami season was put on hold temporarily until today. Yeah, and those 12 players on a 30-man roster, that is 40% of the roster. Yeah. 
So they had to revise the entire schedule for the National League East and the yep. American League East. Then Eduardo Rodriguez from the Red Sox. Uh, he confirmed that he's having a heart issue stemming from COVID-19 infection. So he's out. And that is concerning. We don't know the long-term effects of Eduardo Rodriguez for the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised it got that bad. Then Dr. Fauci came out and said that the outbreak could put baseball in danger because of the Marlins outbreak. And he's still saying that now because of what's happening now. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Then Derek Jeter came out and said, we'll have daily testing after this no matter what. Well, get out those pocketbooks, Derek. That's all I'm yeah. saying. It's a little late for that in any case. I think the cat's already yeah. been let out of the bag there, pal. Yeah, but then following that, Phillies players and personnel were tested, and they all came back ne- negative. But two staff members tested positive. So MLB forced to cancel the Phillies' upcoming or the Phillies' weekend series against the Blue Jays. We still don't know when they're going to reschedule those games. And that was just after the Phillies announced their latest round of coronavirus test results. Mm-hmm. MLB later said that one of those was false positive, but there, but there was still a definite positive or two in there. Uh, finally, also later that day, Juan Soto was finally cleared to p- play after several negative COVID-19 tests in a row. So that was the stipulation. Mm-hmm. Then July 30th, MLB required every team to travel with a compliance officer. Okay, that's sort of good news. So we had a day of bad news, a day of good news, then a day of worse news. Mm. July 31st, just a few days ago, the Cardinals had two players test positive for COVID-19. So the schedule is changed once again. Oh, boy. Then a really damning statement came out from Commissioner Rob Manfred, where he told the Player Association head Tony Clark that the league could be forced to shut down the season due to COVID-19 if infections continue to rise over the coming days. And he put all the responsibility pretty much on the Players Association and Tony Clark. And he this was passing late, the buck. He was absolutely passing the buck. And ladies and gentlemen, when I, when I teased this on Monday's show, this is exactly what I meant by the commissioner being a Absolutely. Which I will bleep once again, but the statement to me sounds like this. Okay, I th- this is not this is not working. I need to cover my ass somehow. Ah, Tony Clark, you suck. You suck uh, at doing my job. Can I be honest for about 10 seconds and you can bleep this? Yeah. But he's acting like an to Tony Clark for no reason by just passing the blame and saying, "You know what? Screw this." You know, if this is all on you guys, I'm not to blame. This is such a bad look for Manfred that he's looking like a complete jerk. What do you mean looking like a complete jerk? I'm starting to believe he is. Yeah, no kidding. He's looking like the least competent commissioner in all the land. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's saying something. Also that day, there was an investigation that found that Marlins players, uh, they failed to follow protocols on their Atlanta trip where they went out clubbing pretty much. It's not as bad as Lou Williams going out and getting wings on the NBA, but this is just as bad. No, it is just as bad because the actions of a few dip... Pardon me. (laughs) I'll bleep that too. The actions of a few jerks may spoil it for everyone. Yeah, bleep button ready on this one, but you're damn right that they're, they're responsible for this, but the way Manfred is 
treating them, it's no better. This is no better than, I hate to say this, but how the commissioner or the president of Major League Baseball back in the 1910s treated all their players. They're treating them like crap. Mm, yeah. Total crap. A hundred years later. Have we not learned anything from a hundred years ago in several regards? First with the Spanish flu and then coronavirus and then with the whole scandal of the 1919 World Series and now this players getting treated like crap from their commissioner? Hmm. How have we not learned anything? Anyway. I think we I think we have learned and then we forgot again no with kidding. much of that. August 1st. We're jumping to August now. Yep. Four more Cardinals players tested positive. <sighs> Great. Including so, Yadier Molina, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So Saturday night's Cardinals-Brewers game got postponed, and then the rest of the Cardinals games got postponed. So right now, they are also in the same holding pattern that Miami was in. So then Major League Baseball had to shuffle around that schedule as well. A whole lot of shuffling going on. Then we had Isan Diaz opting out for the rest of the season. Lorenzo Kane, a great player from the Milwaukee Brewers, he announced that he was going to opt out from the season as well. And I want to jump in here. This is it's 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 things like this. <clears throat> pardon me. And I am, I am not trying to put any onus on Lorenzo Kane whatsoever. If he wants to opt out, God bless him. Make you know that's probably a good choice. But it's 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 players like Lorenzo Kane opting out that make this season, you know, a complete farce and stats mean nothing. The championship will mean nothing. And I'm again, I am not trying to take a swipe at Lorenzo Kane. I am saying he probably did the right thing, but at the same time, that means with star players gone, stats are useless and the championship is useless. Yeah. And one more thing as far as August 1st. This is where Manfred had his famous quote, his now famous quote, which is coming back to bite him in the ass. Another he one, said eh? the He said, the season will move forward despite the issues. Here's what he said. Quote, we are playing. The players need to be better, but I am not a quitter in general, and there is no reason to quit now. We have had to be fluid, but it is manageable. End quote. That is ridiculous. Now he's saying that he's not a quitter, but this is on the players. They have to be better. Why are you saying this, Rob? Why? It's making you look like a complete fool. And speaking of looking like a fool, the next day, August 2nd, there's the whole lot of drama going on by one Yoenis Cespedes. Do you remember? Did you try to follow along with this? Trying to follow this was ridiculous uh, over yeah. the weekend. And I'm trying to watch hockey, but I'm seeing my Twitter blow up, and I'm seeing, okay, what's going on here? So first, Yoenis Cespedes, on his hotel room, he did not respond. When they eventually got into his room, they found that he had taken all his stuff, but did not tell anybody. Okay, really? So there's this whole saga. He didn't check in with the team. He didn't show up to the ballpark. There's supposed to be two games going on. They only got one in, partially because of this drama happening. And then, Jonas Espinus notified the team during the game, by the way. During the game. <laughs> that he was going to opt out from the season. He basically said, peace out, goodbye. This is not only a middle finger to the Mets. This is a giant middle finger to Rob Manfred. And you and I both know it. Because this was right after Manfred came out with that quote. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of players are fuming at that quote. And Yoenis Cespedes was definitely one of those players that was not happy with them. 
and he just said, F you, peace out, I'm done. That's the latest on that drama. Uh And as far as the last couple of days, it's just been more of the same. Just continually seeing positive tests. No new players, but there are still positive tests going on. How can we still keep playing when there's all these positive tests? And that is where we are at currently. The Cardinals are still not playing for the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. They may or may not play this weekend. We still do not know that. And the Cardinals did release the names of the players that did test positive. And here's who have. Yadier Molina, Paul DeYoung, Junior Fernandez, Rango Ravello, Edmundo Sosa, and Cody Whitley. They all tested positive. They had to grant permission to release the information, but all of them did. Mm -hmm. And I just want to read one quote from Yadier Molina, and then that'll be it. Quote, I'm saddened to have tested positive for COVID-19 even after adhering to safety guidelines that were put in place. I will do everything within my power to return as soon as possible for Cardinals fans, the city of St. Louis, and my teammates. As I recover, I request that you please respect my privacy and family in my absence from the team. End quote. So, yeah, that's pretty much where we are at now. Mm -hmm. Of course, all of this could change in a week. Maybe there will be some good news, but all of this could change before the show is published. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like every couple of days there's something there's something new, which is one reason I haven't been covering it, because every time I go to do it, there's something new that it's it, it, it's it's a snowball effect. And uh, we got to wrap up this program, J.D. It's already going long. i got to get to work early in the morning. So let us um, – and it, we've basically covered everything anyways. So let's cover your Twitter and your show and anything else you want to plug. Uh, first off, I'd like to say that National Hockey League still no positive cases. So, yep. yay hockey. Uh, you can find my program, Locked on Anaheim Ducks, on the Locked on Podcast Network, which you can find all the shows on Tloppin, <laughs> at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you hear your podcasts. And make sure to rate, comment, subscribe to not only Locked on Anaheim Ducks, but Locked on Mariners as well. Uh, Twitters. Mine is at LO underscore Ducks. Or my personal Twitter is at StimpyJD, which is mostly hockey nowadays anyway, and some funny memes and some of them regarding uh, the sweep of the New York Rangers. Hooray. (laughs) (laughs) Most fans are happy about that. And also some very awesome photos from a sequence where Nazim Kadri scored a game-winning goal with one-tenth of a second left on the clock. I kid you not, that actually happened. (laughs) One-tenth of a second. And if you follow Locked on Ducks this week, I've had Sarah Avampado from Locked on NHL this week. And tomorrow, or Wednesday show, is going to be a very good one, which DC, you will like. Mm -hmm. My special guest is Jared Ellis from Locked on Hurricanes. He's pretty damn happy. But I will just say, for reasons, you will like it a lot. Mm. So be sure to stay locked in for that. Yeah. I shall do that. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you for joining us here. And thanks for taking the lead in the second segment. No problem. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, next time on Locked On Mariners, I'm not sure if that's going to be tomorrow or and it should be tomorrow. In any case, I will be joined by guest panelists Mel Cooley, Oscar the Grouch, and a lawnmower. You will not want to miss that, so download, rate, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Jason's already mentioned all the uh, podcasting platforms. Just pick one. We're probably there. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. Uh, Thanks for listening to today's show, and we will be back 
at some point in the near future. I'm trailing off. I'm going away. Oh, boy. This is Joey Martin speaking for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 